0: You're listening to a listener favorite episode of the Joy Junkie Show podcast. Anything referenced in this episode can be found at the show notes page for the original episode, which is thejoyjunkie.com slash 330.
1: You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. (laughs) Wouldn't it suck if I really talked like that? Without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, Amy E. Smith. Hello,
0: pod peeps. Amy here, and I wanted to drop by with a quick note before I let you listen to this listener fave episode. I have decided to take a little break for just this week and next week. So at the time that I was to record uh, these episodes, I was quite honestly overwhelmed with things that I have going on in my personal life, all things that are awesome and amazing, one of which happens to be Mr. Smith's 50th birthday. So I have been planning what feels like a wedding level party (laughs) that is coming to fruition right when uh, these episodes were to drop. So in order to take care of my own sanity and to Shower Mr. Smith with all of the love and adoration he deserves for having 50 rotations around the sun, I have decided to do two weeks of rebroadcasting. So this week, you are going to hear one of the most popular episodes that I've ever done, actually, around accessing enoughness and what it really means to believe that you are worthy. So I hope you truly enjoy this episode and we'll have another rebroadcast next week, another listener fave, one that was incredibly popular around self-love. And then I will be back with a new episode on November 22nd where I will be doing my annual how to not lose your shit with your family during the holidays. So be sure to stay tuned and please know I'm sending you so much love and I appreciate your understanding. Here's the episode. I am excited to talk about this topic because I think it's something that most people struggle with, and it's something that I hear nonstop from my students. It's kind of the primary area that I focus on. Yeah, we're going to be talking all about worthiness, yes. enoughness, enoughness, deserving, value, deserving. all the different ways that we <laughs> that we <laughs> kind of uh, ascribe a moniker to. So we'll we'll dig into that at length today. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, and we haven't covered that in a while. Why don't we pass the mic over to you for a little minute?
1: Okay, we do a little segment on here that we like to call, Would You Rather? <laughs> would you rather? <laughs> I don't know why I introduced it that way. I never introduced it that way. So today's Would You Rather is, <laughs> Would You Rather be left completely naked with no possessions, in a foreign country, oh my god! Or during a super busy day at work, but it has to be a workplace. It can't be like, oh, I work from home. It has to be like you're you're going to work.
0: Oh, okay, wait a minute. I, I think I'm a little unsure of. In both scenarios, you don't have clothes or any possessions. Or possessions, yeah. Okay, now does that mean I don't have any possessions, like at home or just on me that moment?
1: On you at that moment.
0: Okay. All right, so would I rather – oh, my gosh.
1: So in a foreign country, you don't get to pick. It's just random. You end up in a foreign country naked and afraid.
0: Did you say in a forest also or no? No. I just just added that. Wow. (laughs) That's where my true crime mind goes. It's like, oh, I'm also in a forest naked. (laughs) (laughs) I have to contend with the elements. Uh I – I think I would probably, gosh, I'm thinking back to my last work experience because obviously I work at home and I'm naked a lot anyway, so (laughs) ain't no big thing. I mean, not when I'm talking to my clients, but I think, I think I would have to pick workplace from my, you know, when the last situation where I was working in cosmetics because I feel like I could get another job.
1: (laughs) You'd lose your job over that?
0: Well, probably. Yeah. Unless I faked some sort of delirium and said, (laughs) you know, that I got a head injury or something like that. But do you – so is that the thing you just all all of a sudden you wake up and you're at work naked? Yeah. Okay. So it's not like you have to wander into work like, hey, guys, I'm here with nothing.
1: You just wake up and be naked at work. Okay. And wake up naked in a foreign country.
0: I I think I'm going to pick work because at least then I can navigate –
1: you know, your my surroundings, like yeah. I can at
0: least ask somebody like, hey, any chance I could borrow a jacket and I could speak the language or whatever. Any yeah. chance I could borrow your phone, I just need to call Uber, you know, and at least if I was at work, I would know people <laughs> right. that I could buy money from or could. But if I'm at in some random country and especially if I don't speak the language, I mean, it's one thing if it's Ireland or something like that. But if it's yeah. not if it's not like an English speaking country. I'm, that's terrifying to me. Absolutely terrifying. What about you? What would you pick?
1: The survivalist in me wants to just be in a foreign country. Yeah. The last thing I want is for, th- the people at my work to just to, just to be naked in front of them and then have to go back.
0: Well, again. I assume that you just would never be able to go back. I mean, yours is this different situation because you own the company. Yes, so <laughs> you would probably lose all your clientele <laughs> for that day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking like I don't have very many employees right now, so if I was at my previous job where I had several oh. people that worked with me, there wasn't any walls or anything like that.
0: Right, just a lot of partition type of things.
1: Right, so it would be yeah. Yeah, it would... I'm going to go with foreign country.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. okay.
1: I think most people are going to go with work just because it's safe. And you them, like to I shake think. things up. But it depends on... You would have to go back and work with those people again.
0: But let's let's say that you... First of all, you're in a foreign country. Let's mm-hmm. say it's not English speaking.
1: Okay, let's say Japan or something.
0: All right, so Japan. And you have no clothing, mm-hmm. no phone, no money, no nothing. Yeah, you have to navigate all of that, and then you've got to get home to yeah. the U.S. Yeah, and you're like, that sounds like a great idea. It doesn't
1: sound like a great idea, but it does sound challenging.
0: Like, I'll take that one. I'll be, <laughs> like, I'll take what? The challenging well, Yeah, you're it's challenging. Crazy.
1: That'd be challenging. <laughs>
0: wow. All right. So, why don't we talk a little bit about this enoughness concept? Okay. This is something that has many different monikers and. I have found in doing this work that people typically resonate with one specific way to describe it. So I just wanted to give that from the get-go and I'll talk about the couple of different names that people will use. But I want you to plug in whatever feels the most applicable for you because sometimes people go, I don't like this whole worthiness word or "I don't," it's not enoughness for me or whatever and we get all kind of convoluted around the actual semantics of it. So I want you to figure out which one resonates for you. Here are a couple of ways that I've heard people describe it. I don't feel like I am deserving of the life that I want, you know, Mm -hmm. or deserving of the things that I want to accomplish. So the word deserving can be really huge for people. Okay. Obviously worth, worthiness, obviously enoughness, feeling enough, feeling smart enough, good enough, pretty enough, affluent enough, whatever it might be, good enough parent, valuable. I don't yeah, see my own value or believing that I'm an actually I'm actually a valuable person wow. right okay, and then the other one, which is a little bit further. Further from this, but it all does tie back to this worthiness enoughness piece is lovable. I don't believe that I am lovable because a lot of times that's deserving of love, Mm. worthy of love. Yeah, right. And so that's sort of the lovable piece. Now, you could also slide in a bunch of other things like likable. I don't think I'm likable. I don't think I'm, you know, but you have to kind of dig beneath that and look at, does that actually inform how I feel about myself? Uh, So deserving, worthy, enough, valuable, whatever the word is for you, I want you to pay attention as we go through this and just kind of substitute whatever is the most resonant. Now, I'm going to be using most of the time worthiness and enoughness just for our sake here. Okay. So first off, I want to talk about how the not enough Kind of syndrome shows up in our life because a lot of times, and we've talked about this many times on the show, we think as soon as I get that perfect job,
1: Mm as
0: soon as I finish my degree, as soon as I could finally find a partner, as soon as I buy this house, as soon as – and usually what we say is, and then I'll be happy. But a lot of times that happiness is directly related to how we view ourselves, to our enoughness. Like, then I'll be enough. Then I'll be happy. And then it becomes this sort of dangling carrot that we're always chasing. Mm -hmm. Because for many of us, we will, especially if you are a high achiever or you're a recovering perfectionist, you are checking off the boxes. You're getting this degree, that certification. You're getting this promotion, that whatever. And then you land it and you're like, whoa, why am I not fulfilled? Why doesn't this feel anchored? as a success. And a lot of times it's because we don't have that healthy relationship with ourselves to go, I'm valuable, I'm enough, I'm worthy. So I must attain all of these things. And so the loop continues. Mm -hmm. It's also why when we experience any type of rejection or criticism, we make that mean that we aren't enough. We collapse that with our self-worth. So instead of just saying, wow, that really sucks, to have been passed over that for that promotion. We make that mean, I'm not valuable. I'm not enough. I'm never going to accomplish my dreams. And we make it this grandiose assumption instead of that just fucking sucks and it hurts. And right. we need to experience our human emotion around it. That's a great perspective, yeah. We don't usually take things that hurt and allow them to just be painful. We usually take things that hurt And we make them mean that we aren't valuable. For example, going through a really gnarly breakup or a divorce. We don't usually go, wow, I learned a lot through that. That was really tough. That was hurtful. It was painful. We usually go, this must mean I'm not lovable. This must mean I'm damaged. This must mean I'm not enough. And... That's the collapse that I want us to start untangling a little bit. So it can show up in all of these ways in relationships. And all the time I see it in speaking up. I'm sure you've heard me talk about this before, but a lot of times when we are not being vocal about boundaries, about tough conversations, about saying no, that comes down to that subconscious belief that... Everyone else's wants, opinions, needs, and desires are more important than my own. Yeah. And that's a value statement. That's uh-huh. an enoughness statement. That's everybody else is worth more than me. Mm-hmm. Better that I suffer than somebody else feels some discomfort. And that that is a perpetual reality that you create. The more you do that, the more you shy from speaking up, the more you don't establish boundaries, the more you reinforce that concept that you just don't matter as much. That's another one. Actually, I should put that in the semantics is I don't feel like I matter. That's another piece of sort of the enoughness uh, vocabulary, so to speak. It also shows up in our work. It shows up in our health a lot of times. And... (laughs) In any of these scenarios, we become sort of this self-fulfilling prophecy and we kind of keep sabotaging. So, for example, if in your work you have this belief that you're just not – you're not smart enough or you're not competent enough or or well-studied or whatever it is, well, then we inevitably don't put effort into changing careers or pushing ourselves for other opportunities. That makes sense. We get in our own way more often – Or we go the opposite extreme where we try to overproduce, overaccomplish, just constantly checking off those boxes and still coming up empty. And that is oftentimes when I see addictions happen where it's – I'm pushing myself to the bone and now I'm just drinking a shit ton.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? Or I will eat it away or – Whatever yeah. might be your advice. Sure. So I want you to understand that the stakes are high here. This isn't where we just fix the job, fix the relationship, fix the speaking up or fix you know, it's not that. It's that we have to also do that inside job. And that's truly what I do. Like that is the, I would say the nucleus of the work that I do. It, Especially nucleus nucleus in Deep Down and Dirty.
1: Now, yeah, that's your signature program, right? That's right. It's the
0: only way that I work with people. Mm -hmm. And it spans almost four months. And it's designed specifically for this process to get people who feel as though the weight is the issue. The work is the issue. I'm not happy in my relationship. And that's sort of the presenting piece. But underneath all of it, the root issue is I don't know if I deserve happiness.
1: When you get to the nitty-gritty.
0: When you get to the (laughs) 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 nitty-gritty. So let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Let's get down
1: to the nitty-gritty.
0: So, and by the way, I I don't know if you've heard me talk about this before, but I do have a free workshop that is available to you right now, right this minute, that kind of talks about Deep Down and Dirty and how that process works. Because a lot of it has to do with rewiring the subconscious mind. And most people don't realize this, but our subconscious part of our brain is 88% of our mind power.
1: Mm, That's where
0: our beliefs are housed, our habits are housed, our core values are housed. But that 12% of the brain that is the conscious mind, that is our logic, our reason, our rationale, and our willpower. So that's why if we think we can just kind of – will power ourselves into liking ourselves by repeating mantras over and over again or (laughs) by doing a journaling here and there doesn't yield the result because we're not actually permeating that major driving force, which is the subconscious. That will win every fucking time. And so there's this fancy word for it, which is cognitive dissonance. It's when you know something consciously, but there's a disconnect subconsciously. So you might know, like for instance, we all know what we have to do to get healthy, we know what we need to do. We need to eat things that are better fuel for our system. We need to be mobile. We know it, but then there's something subconsciously that is massively getting in our way. Yeah. That's cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Same thing when people say, I know that I shouldn't feel this way about myself. Like, I know that that doesn't make any sense. I know that people in my life would say, you're totally lovable or you're mm-hmm. so much fun or you've accomplished so many things, but I don't believe that. There's that disconnect. So that workshop talks about that and why you might be collecting personal development and mm-hmm. that's why you're not actually seeing any results.
1: I have clients like this, but for, for me, a lot of my people that come in in pain don't realize that they're hanging on to it. Yes. They think, I'm always going to have this. Right. And it's just, there's no other option. They're just like, this is the way it's going to be.
0: They're attached to their they're, suffering.
1: They're attached to the suffering and they don't even realize it.
0: Right. Right.
1: Until I bring it up to them, I'm like, how badly do you really want to be out of pain? Right. You know, are you willing to do the things that it takes to get you out of it? Absolutely. And if they come back and they say, "Man, I really didn't do anything. I'm like... So you're happy with the pain you're in.
0: And that is a perfect example of becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. If you've ever heard that quote that's like, whether you believe you can or you can't, either way you're right. Either way
1: you're right, So yeah. if
0: you're attached, like, eh, well, it's not going to work anyway. Well, of course it's not going to fucking work.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because your mindset is one of where I'm already – Negating the fact that anything is going to be productive. You've
1: already told yourself that it's not going to work. And therefore,
0: that's what you will receive. Yes, Yes. And I also think that there's this real scary situation and there's a very biological reason for this of if we, if I expand out of this, if I actually try to like myself, if I actually try to believe in myself, what if I fail? You yeah. know, and what if I
1: find out that I'm really right? Yes. Yeah.
0: And and what what's really happening is it has to do with the neural pathways in the brain. Mm-hmm. You have one pathway that is well-worn around I'm attached to my pain, like you were saying. Like I am injured or I have what's a... Ailment that people have that they're attached frozen to. Frozen shoulder. Frozen. I, I have frozen shoulder. This is my life. Becomes lot in an identity. Life. Yeah. Becomes an identity. And then that becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. So unless you start to untether that, that's what you're going to be locked into. Yeah. So anyway, if any of that is like, holy shit, I think that's me, go to the slash workshop. You will see an opportunity to book a call with a member of my team. At the end of the workshop, if you're like, "Yes, this is exactly what I'm up against," and then you can talk about if deep down, dirty is the right solution for you, what you're up against, Mm -hmm. and it really is life changing. I've had people who were concerned about weight, concerned about careers, concerned about uh, relationships, all sorts of things were like the presenting issue. And then once we really dug into it and changed their their relationship to their worth, to their intrinsic value, that I am enough. Oh, my God, the shit that unlocks for them. It's I've wild. seen people quit smoking. I've seen people go back to school, uh, file for divorce from abusive relationships, manifest their soulmate, manifest – I mean, all sorts of crazy things. So anyway, I can't underscore enough how important enoughness is and worthiness is to all of the things that you want in your life.
1: You can't underscore enough. <laughs> exactly.
0: Ah. Uh Yeah see what I did there? No, you (laughs) call me. Okay. All right. So those are some of the areas in which the not enoughness shows up. And again, the workshop link will be in the show notes for you as well. So whatever platform you're on, you can usually just swipe up on the image and you can get all the links that you might need. All right. So number two, this is a concept. And I really want you to think about this because this is where you would have somebody so attached to. But, Amy, I'm not enough. And a lot of times what I hear from my students is I can't imagine believing something different. Yeah. It feels so real. It feels so true.
1: I've lived this way for so long.
0: I yeah. I don't know how to not people please. Right. I don't know how to oh. not search for my worth in my actions and perfectionism. And accomplishments. So here's the deal. No one decides whether or not you are worthy except you. There is a great quote by Dr. Wayne Dyer that says, self-worth comes from one thing, thinking that you are worthy. Mm, and I right. would argue that it's believing that you are worthy, not just thinking, but uh-huh. truly believing, You know, right. accessing that subconscious part, believing that you are worthy. And I was talking to a student about it the other day, and I said – It does not mean that I'm without hardship. It doesn't mean that I don't have fear or that I don't have self-doubt. It just means that in the midst of those trials, in the midst of life happening, I don't think that I'm not valuable anymore. And I also have the resources to go, I know how to work through this pain and through this frustration or through this self-doubt. And that is a radically different way to live your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So... I oftentimes will say there's no se- self-worth store. It's not quantifiable. You can't be like, let me go ahead and pick up a a nice family size dose of worthiness.
1: <laughs> can I get a six pack of enoughness, please? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Hashtag six pack of enoughness. But th- it's not a thing. And the reason why it's not a thing is because it is 100% related to how you feel about yourself. No one else can decide it. Now, Many of us may have had experiences in our past where someone has told us, like you've shared really candidly about your father telling you shit about who you are, Yeah. that you adopted. Yeah. Right? Like that must be the truth about who I am. Right. But that does not have to be your reality. Just because that was dad's truth. Just because it was that music teacher's truth. Just because it was your first romantic relationship, their truth, that does not have to mean that it's true for you. It can mean that it sucks and then that hurts and then that was a shitty thing to navigate, but it does not have to be a death sentence or a life sentence. Yeah. Either way you look at it. All right. So I want you to think about this then. Those of you out there who are like, I am committed to the fact that I just don't see it possible. Like I'm just not enough. Well, what is enough? What makes somebody worthy? Like, how would you define that? Because it sounds to me like most people just keep changing the criteria. Yeah. I'll be enough when I get this degree. I'll be enough when I'm partnered. Oh, I'm not happy in this relationship. Well, I'm still fucking not enough. Better have a new partnership. Better have Mm. a baby. Better buy a house. Like, we just keep changing the criterion based off of what? Based off of what? Like, whose call is it? It is your call. So the, I love, I found this dictionary definition of enoughness or worthiness many, many years ago. And it said something to the effect of one's own decision of intrinsic value. Like one's own definition of self. It's
1: your definition. It's your definition. Wow.
0: And I kind of went, oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I want you to ask (sighs) yourself, what have I made up? Is not enough. And how can I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm for sure not enough? Like, how, like, argue that for me. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. that's a bunch of bullshit. Now, (laughs) I will tell you the one caveat here is when we don't make a criteria, when we don't meet the criteria. So, for example, if I go for an audition for theater, And I don't get the gig. That's a perfect example of like, well, maybe I was not enough. No, I didn't meet the criteria that was needed for that one particular job. And we're going to talk about this collapse here in a second. But a lot of times we'll take a situation where we've been rejected, a situation where we got passed up for the job, and we go, that means Amy Smith Is not valuable, Mm. is not enough. Instead of going, no, I just didn't meet the criteria for that job, or I didn't, Mm -hmm. it didn't work out in that relationship, or I didn't meet the criteria for that audition.
1: It's the if then, right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: And so a lot of times we take the if piece of if I didn't do this, if, and that's usually a singular isolated incident. If I got, if this relationship didn't work, If I didn't get the job. If If I I didn't get the part. Right. Right. yeah, And then we take the then and we go then and we make this grandiose assumption about who we are in our entire life. Instead of just saying, then this situation sucks. Then it hurts.
1: Then I didn't get the job. Then the relationship wasn't worth it.
0: Right. It you know, wasn't whatever. meant to be. It
1: wasn't meant to be, right.
0: Exactly. We make it mean something about who we are and our value. So I want to encourage you That's the next time you – and this has a lot to do with emotional intelligence. Knowing that just because something hurts doesn't mean that you are not enough or you're not valuable or not worthy. Mm-hmm. But most of the time because we feel so much pain, we attach it to that. Right. And we'll talk about that in a second. So I want you to think about – If there are any of those situations, I want you to start saying, I simply just didn't meet the criteria. It doesn't mean I'm not a valuable human. It doesn't mean I'm not enough in this one isolated incident. Or maybe it's in multiple incidents. Didn't meet the criteria. wasn't meant to be. Moving on. And you might need to mourn it. You might need to grieve, right? Sure. But that does not have to be a life sentence. So I want you to also think about how can you know? How can you know so concretely that you're not enough like what who says who says so could you not also be equally as attached to being enough if you're the one calling the shots let's call it a better shot fair enough Before we go too much further, I wanted to take a quick moment to give a shout out to our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Shocker, I'm a huge fan of therapy. I have a personal motto that if you think you don't need therapy, you probably need therapy. Because without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is genuinely hard. The good news is therapy actually really does work. But what is it exactly? Well, it can truly be whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling super motivated right now. Hello, who among us, right? And maybe you want some tools to help or maybe you're feeling insecure in your relationships or in your workplace or maybe you're just not dealing with stress very well. Whatever it is that you need, it is time to stop being so ashamed of normal human struggles. It's time that you feel better because you deserve to be genuinely happy. And now you don't really have to worry about finding an in-person therapist that's near you or in your town because BetterHelp... Is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to even see anyone. On camera, if you don't want to, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people, y'all, it's been over 2 million people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. As I mentioned, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Joy Junkie Show podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com thejoyjunkie. That is betterhelp.com slash thejoyjunkie. Now let's jump back into the show. So number one, knowing how those not enough show up. Number two, no one decides that you are worthy except you. Number three, separate what you feel from your self-worth. And this is what I was talking about where emotional intelligence comes in. Yep. So this is where we feel the uncomfortable emotions, shame, guilt, sadness, uh, upset, embarrassment, overwhelm, stressed, whatever it might be, loneliness. We feel those uncomfortable emotions. And because they are so potent and because they're so painful – That's when we jump to the conclusion that we must not be valuable. Right. So I want you to notice when you are feeling those uncomfortable emotions. And one of my favorite sayings that I use all the time is, this situation sucks, but I don't suck. Mm, That's good. That might be a little bridge if you're not quite ready to say, I love who I am or I'm valuable or I'm enough. Start just saying calling out the situation being shitty, I'm not shitty. Or even, I fucked up, but I'm not a fuck up. Okay. <laughs> right? It's all these ways to separate the situation from this assumption about who we are. So separate what you feel from your self-worth. Now, conversely, set and this is number four, separate your goals from your self-worth. This is another place where we collapse. Okay, as soon as I lose twenty five pounds, as soon as I run this marathon, once I get this promotion, as soon as I'm partnered, as soon as I have a baby, so fill in the blank, <laughs> then I'll be worthy. So it's like our worth is contingent on accomplishment. What if those two things were totally separate? Okay. What if you could go for any of those goals? You could still continue going for those. You could still lose 25 pounds. But what if you liked yourself during the journey instead of hated yourself?
1: Yeah, that sounds better. Both
0: of them are motivating. A lot of times people will tell me like, oh, well, Amy, if I love myself now or if I value myself now, then I'm going to be complacent. And I'm like, no, no, no. The fuck you are. No, you're not. (laughs) You're going to be so fucking stoked. Of what you are capable of. And you will go after the things. You're just going to like yourself during the process. I like that. Because there are a shit ton of people that I know in sort of the expert space, the self-help space, who love themselves and who are still killing it with their goals. You know? So I want you to know that self-loathing is not the only motivator to get shit done. Right. It's just the most painful one. (laughs) Right, right. So what if there was a different way? So the way to kind of look at this is an and statement. I love to use and statements where you say, I want to lose 25 pounds and I'm totally valuable and I love myself now or and I know that I am enough now. All you're doing is saying, I'm a valuable human already and I want to get this degree and I want to write a book and I want this promotion. So it's just sort of this conscious untethering. So use those and statements to go, okay, goals exist and I'm already valuable. Those things are in addition to my life. That's to make me even more fulfilled. Not to, okay, congratulations, you're finally worthy. Because it obviously doesn't work. Right. Because we, then we say, oh, I'm not, it's not enough. I better do another thing. Yeah, yeah. And then we're in this perpetual chase constantly. All hmm. right. So number three, separate what you feel From your self-worth. This feels uncomfortable. This feels painful, but I know that I'm still a valuable person. And number four, separate your goals from your self-worth. Now, that's something else that I talk about a lot in in the workshop that I was mentioning earlier. It's completely free for you. And again, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop to have a watch through that. But I talk about this kind of chase and how we oftentimes will say, That will make me valuable. That will make me worthy. And sometimes we do it with acceptance from others. As long as everybody else thinks that I'm successful, as long as everybody else thinks that I'm attractive, thinks that I'm smart.
1: External factors, yeah.
0: If I have this approval from my in-laws, then I must be valuable. And if we don't get it, then we're fucking destroyed. We're absolutely destroyed. There's an amazing quote by Madonna That says, power is being told you are not loved and not being destroyed by it. Wow. Doesn't say not being hurt. That hurts. If somebody says, I don't love you, I'm not in love with you, or you don't meet the criteria, it fucking hurts. Yeah. But you don't have to be destroyed. There's a difference. Do you remember, it was quite a while ago, I had auditioned for a show. And I made it through like the last cuts of the audition. It was like 11 o'clock at night when we're finally released. I was exhausted and I got cut. And the next day, I was just bawling and just crying my eyes out. And you were kind of like, I feel I feel bad leaving you here. Like, I feel like I should be with you. And I was going, no, 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 no. I'm processing something that hurts. This is okay. I'm just – I was eating my breakfast just like <laughs>
1: – Oh, <All> adult.
0: <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> – just it just sucks it's uncomfortable it's painful but i knew in that moment though i just i didn't get something that i wanted and that hurts and it hurts Mm -hmm. for somebody to say we picked somebody else yeah but that doesn't have to mean that i can't ever do theater again that i'm not a valuable human that it doesn't have to be the stamp on you right? right right all right so number five Create a mantra around being enough. And it could be an and statement like we were just talking about. It could be a statement around this feels shitty, but I'm not shitty. Yeah. It could be something like I am working on embracing my enoughness. I like to call that progressive language where you might not be able to say right now I am enough or I am worthy. But what if you said something like, I'm on my way, or I'm exploring what worthiness looks like, or I'm open to the idea that I could be enough, Mm -hmm. or I'm cultivating my enoughness. Something where it's progressive. I'm not there yet, but I don't want to keep attaching to this idea that I'm not valuable.
1: Something that's believable.
0: Exactly. It's more palatable for your your brain to understand. Another thing that you can do with a powerful mantra is to disclaimer the fuck out of it. (laughs) So if you want to say something like I am enough or I'm worthy, saying something like, even though this hasn't fully taken hold yet, I believe that I'm enough. Even though this feels a little awkward, even though this is a little clunky, even though I'm not quite sure about this yet, I want to believe that I am enough something like that where you're adding a disclaimer. Now you can also add addendums where you say I believe that I'm enough. And that feels really weird.
1: You know, like <laughs> that feels weird to yeah, say yeah, or yeah. I'm
0: feeling uncomfortable or where you're acknowledging sort of how that feels. And the the reason why this is important There's a couple of things to know about this, but the reason it's important is you have to say something that you can continue to say over and over again. And if it feels like an outright lie, like you just cannot attach to it, you'll throw in the towel and you won't continue on the pattern. It's like if if you wanted to get back into fitness after being completely sedentary and your first thing to do was run a marathon. Right. You'd be like, uh, and I quit. Right. You'd be done. You wouldn't look at other alternatives. So you have to start with, okay, what if I just took a walk around my house? Okay, that's a much different bridge to what you for want sure. to achieve. All right. Absolutely. Now, the other thing to note about your disclaimer, if you opt for that, and this is a neurolinguistic programming thing, is to use softer language in the disclaimer than in the mantra. So instead of saying, you wouldn't want to say something like, even though this feels like fucking bullshit, I believe Uh, that I'm enough. Because it's too powerful. Because that statement is more powerful. Uh, So you want to say something that's lighter and not quite so intense. So something like, even though this hasn't fully taken hold yet, Mm. or even though this feels a bit awkward or a bit uncomfortable, I believe that I am enough. So it's much more strong in the second part.
1: Gotcha. All right. That makes sense.
0: And then you just got to repeat it over and over again, constantly. And this is something that we spend weeks on in Deep Down and Dirty. We do a bunch of like hypnosis elements and all sorts of cool things to help really permeate that subconscious part of the brain. So again, if you're like, fuck me, I cannot keep going on one more year, not believing this. And having it inform all my decisions all my goals if I'm accomplishing anything I I can't do I can't wake up one year from now and being in the same self-loathing place then please 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 check out that workshop and book a call at the end of the workshop if it's something that you want to talk about and dig deeper and look at if you want to really make some serious change yeah the number one comment I get from people and it's so cliche but they will say this changed my life. I was just on a a call with a client the other day and just crying, both of us crying. Like just I can't thank you enough. I cannot Aww. thank you enough. Over and over again people say that and I'm like this is why I do this because I was in that place too where I couldn't right? imagine believing in myself. Yeah. So the slash workshop or check out the show notes. And I think that's it for today. I'm hoping that that was helpful some couple of little self-help or self worth hacks in there. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to throw in the mix, babe?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: All right, cool. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you sharing sharing the stuff about just the physical ailments too, because it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. incredibly tied.
1: Totally. And yeah.
0: and most of it's mental. I mean, even when you look at people who I think I talked about this in some of the goal setting episodes, people who are quote successful by society standards,
1: right?
0: It's usually not genius. IQs or anything like that. It's mostly mindset. Yeah. It's this belief that I'm going to accomplish the things that I want, period. Right. All right,
1: right. Okay, so uh, I do have something to add. Oh, okay. And I've said this on the podcast before, but there's a psychosomatic experience, mm-hmm. like you're taking a Vicodin and it dulls your pain, Yeah. right? That would be the mentality affecting your physicality. Right. But you can also have your physicality affect your mentality. Oh, I love it. So if you're telling yourself that... You're a superwoman, but you're hunched over and, you know, Ooh, kind of yeah. in a depressed posture. And when I say depressed posture, everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about, right? That's right. You're not allowing for yourself to heal or change from a physical to mental self. And there can be a block there. Mm-hmm. You could be all mentally in, but if you're physically not in, right, you are a somatic Experience. You That's are right. a somatic being, meaning that you are a spirit. You are physicality. You are um, a, a mental energy. Yep. All of those things are a circle. So you can't just touch one part of the circle. You have to touch the whole circle. Right. So if you're just working on the mental part of it, you're missing a piece.
0: Yeah. Brilliant.
1: You've got to get your physicality in the in a a posture that feels like the emotion you want to feel.
0: Yes. In coaching, we would call that your physical geography.
1: Yeah, Like yeah, how
0: yeah. your body, is your body exemplifying how you want to feel? Right.
1: And and does that posture express to you enoughness? Just right. like when I said depressed posture, everybody knew what I was talking
0: about. Slumped like, shoulders, right. cave But over. if I say
1: superwoman, you know that posture too. Exactly. Right? Finding a posture that feels powerful.
0: I love that. There's a great TED Talk about it by Aunt Amy Cuddy talking about this exact thing of power poses and they looked at can you affect your mental well-being your confidence essentially by how you change your body posture and you absolutely can can. so it's like hit it from all angles you guys
1: Mm -hmm. hit it
0: from all fucking angles all right (laughs) well thank you all for listening and we will be right back at you this time next week and here is to loving and living your most badass life
1: mr and miss smith out